What's up, guys? My name is Sam, and I'm the creator and host of Creme de la Crime podcast. The mission of this show is to bring awareness to unsolved missing persons cases from all across the country. In the United States, 600,000 adults and children are reported missing every single year. Although most are quickly found, there are still tens of thousands that remain missing for more than one year. As of 2022, there are still more than 17,000 unsolved missing persons cases and 13,000 unidentified body cases across the United States that remain open. For the first year, I'm going alphabetical order by state and talking about cases involving all ages, races, and backgrounds. Don't forget to subscribe and join me every single Thursday to hopefully help bring these people home. Hey, Sam. Hey, Paige. What you doing? I don't know. Oh. We should probably figure it out then. Yeah, maybe. Are we recording a podcast? Oh, maybe. Yeah. That sounds that sounds something like we would do. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're recording a podcast. What's that podcast called? M Cubed. Murder Mystery Mayhem. Fuck yeah. So that was Sam that you heard earlier. Not me. The other Sam. The other Sam that, that does the Creme de la Crime podcast. That Sam is awesome, too. That Sam is really freaking awesome, too. <laughs> Don't call her Samantha. No. No. Other Sams, no. You know. I know they know. Who knows? All the Sams. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Samantha. It is not. Don't even. No. But anyway, <laughs> Sam, Sam is awesome. <laughs> yes, she is. Her podcast is amazing. It is. This last episode that she did, was it Delaware? Yes. I think it was. When she says that something is intense, she's not kidding. Mm-mm. No, this this last one. Oh. She is super respectful. hmm And she describes everything perfectly. Yes. So, Paige. Uh-huh. Do we, do we got any news or anything? We got something coming up. Oh, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon drops August 7th. August 1st. Oh. Why did I think 7th? I don't know. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> okay. August 1st. <laughs> it's my birthday month. <laughs> We're doing it, okay? <laughs> okay. August 1st, guys. I don't know why you thought 7th. I don't know either. Why Hold on a second. My head? I have a theory. Oh, I think that's when I'm supposed to have one. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I don't know why you got 7th, because oh, there's not either. a 7th, like, on a Friday or Thursday. 7th's the number. Oh, you don't watch Friends, never mind. No. Okay. Anyways. I didn't mean to say that in such a way, like, it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't mean to be rude about it. <laughs> Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, any Friends lovers out there, do you know what 7 means? 7. 7. 7. If you do, tell us, because I really don't know. Oh, I know. I know you know, but I want to know. But I also don't want to watch the whole series, either. <laughs> you don't have to watch the whole series. <laughs> it's one episode. <laughs> There's lots. There, You have so many Friends references, I can't keep track anymore. That is true. So I'm going to eventually have to break down and watch the entire fucking thing. Yeah. Well, you should, because it's good. I may do that in the middle of my Willie Picton uh, research. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good palate cleanser. Yeah. Anyways, we are almost at a thousand downloads. Almost. Mm-hmm. Maybe really 
by the time this post will be closer or over over i'm hoping we bust that okay it'd be awesome yeah no we've we've uh, gone up in the the number of states and countries that are listening to us i did not figure out what the numbers are as of today because we've increased since the last time i told you yeah oh so that's really exciting so you should definitely tell your friends about us Mm -hmm. yeah we like to entertain your ear holes Hmm. ear hole enjoyments all right sam what you got for us? Well, I have a milk carton chronicle and I have a whole ass case that is being completely ignored. So we're going to start with the milk carton chronicles like usual. And this milk carton chronicle is actually very, very new. It's not 10 years ago. It is this year. And this is about Tajay Baker. She is a 23-year-old woman who lived in Brooklyn, New York, with her mother. Tajay is a promising art major, and she took a job making posters for a woman she met online. She would have to travel by bus or train. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Where is this at? So from New York to D.C. DC. Okay. I'm not, like, the way it was speaking, it was like a terminal or some shit, and the only thing that makes me think that I think of is like a train, so it probably is just a bus terminal that she had to <laughs> go yeah, to. Or an airplane, airplane ter- terminal. No, she she went by land. <laughs> Not a plane, but a train or a car. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not funny. Stop it, Samantha. <laughs> not by sea? Not by sea. Okay. Whew. Anyway, so she had to leave on May 1st for the job. And it was only going to be a weekend trip. Like, she was going to go up there for a couple of days and then come back home. And she is very close with her mother. Her mother's name is Taquana Baker. So she knows that her daughter got off of the bus or the train or whatever at the D.C. station. Okay. She knows that. Mm -hmm. But shortly after she got off at the station, her phone was cut off. Like, there was no more incoming or outcoming phone calls. It was just shut off. That's the last time her mother has seen her. On May 1st, when she was leaving to go to D.C. for a job. And she made it to D.C. And she made it to D.C. And then her phone just cuts off. Mm Mm-hmm. But on June 1st of this year, Tajay was able to call her mom from a nail salon in Lanham, Maryland. And she was like, I need you to come get me. I'm I'm at this location. Come get me. But she asked her mom not to say anything to law enforcement. Right. By the time that her mother was able to get to the nail salon, because, again, New York to Maryland, she wasn't there. She was gone. They were able to get the surveillance footage at the nail salon, Mm -hmm. and you can see Tajay, like, walking back and forth, pacing, talking to her, I'm assuming talking to her mom. And she had on a hoodie, and I've posted pictures of of the last time she was seen. When I first researched this case, that's where it stopped. There's more. So, Tajay's mother describes her as a very humble and, and the sweetest person. She's described as a five foot seven woman weighing 130 pounds. She was last seen wearing a black sweater and gray shorts and a white top. Taquana was able to actually give police the information to the woman who hired Tajay for the poster job. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like anything's coming of it. Is that to say, did she ever show up? Um, it's, it, it, there's not a lot of information about her. 
I wonder why. Why do you think? Well, Taquana believes that her daughter was pulled into a cult or possibly human trafficking. There's reasons behind that, and I'm not going to dive into that. But you could go to Taquana's Facebook page, and she kind of delves into it. Okay, so I'm going to have to go look at that. Yeah. There is a man who is... How do I say it without delving into it? Because <laughs> I've I've gone down that rabbit hole. He seems to be part of some type of cult or some weird-ass ritualistic bullshit. And young women seem to not be found after uh, contact. Multiple? Yeah. Oh. But there's some other things with that too. So I know that I'm leaving you on like the biggest cliffhanger ever, but it's easy information to find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going to look this up. But I just need you to know that Taquana is, she is a straight up badass. Yeah. Because she isn't waiting for law enforcement to do whatever the fuck it is they're doing, which doesn't seem like a lot. I'm not well, going to lie. It, yeah. it doesn't. Because when she first reported her missing, she had to ask them to make flyers, missing persons flyers. But you know what they printed instead? Wanted posters. Yes. You heard that correctly. Why? Wanted posters. Don't know. It was it was a mistake. Don't know how you make that fucking mistake, but they fucking did. Instead of waiting for law enforcement to do whatever the fuck it is they're doing. Yeah. She is out there talking to anybody and everybody that she can possibly find. She is throwing out flyers at people like she's she's talking to everyone. Here's where the update comes in. On June 14th of like this month, just uh, just a few days ago. Okay. Her mother posted a video on Facebook. That was one of the lies the live videos or whatever. And she was pacing in the back behind like a Target mm -hmm. or some other store like it, it looked like a, a mall type area like a strip, mall. strip mall yeah but she was there in the prince george county area in maryland she tells everyone that tajay was seen back there she was seen behind the target in the prince george county area mm -hmm. and so she made her way there yeah and she started searching well behind the target is a it's just land that has a bunch of fucking trees. Right. And apparently homeless people like to reside there. Okay. Um, I know this because while she was recording, she found somebody that appeared to be homeless and, and she like panned the, the camera over. And she explained that she, while she was back there, law enforcement, oh my God, just a cop car pulls up. There's a couple of cops in there and, and she starts talking to him. She's like, Hey, do you know that my daughter's missing? And she hands him, uh, she tries to hand him a flyer and she's, she's talking to him about it. They made it seem like they didn't know anything about Tajay. Really? Yeah. So when she starts to go on th this conversation, she goes to pull out her phone mm -hmm. to try to get more information from the from the officers. And I'm not entirely sure how this conversation went, but by the time it was done, they fucking booked it out of there. Like, they didn't come out and help her search. They they did nothing. They They rolled their window up and they fucking took off. She is exceedingly upset and very understandably. Yeah. Because if they don't know in the area that she was last seen, if they don't know that she's missing, how are they supposed to help? They know she's not in New York now. They know she's not in, in Washington, D.C. They know that she's in Maryland. So there's been two sightings in Maryland. It makes no sense. No, that is insane and heartbreaking. 
It is. And it's infuriating. So I've been like, <laughs> every day I've been looking to see if there's any, any updates, anything at all. But there's not much. So if anybody knows any information about Taijay's whereabouts, you should call New York Police Department at 800-577-8477 or contact NYPD Detective Stephen Van Manen at 718-827-3548 or Detective Barrow Brooklyn North at 718-963-5333. Yeah. <laughs> I had to count those last threes. <laughs> So we will keep updating you on that. For Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Any information that I can get, I will post on our uh, social medias and keep going because this is, it, it's happening now. Yeah. Like right this moment. It's it's not something that happened 10 years ago that's, that might be a little bit more difficult to kind of puzzle out where she went. There's fucking cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. There should be some lead. Cameras everywhere. Like when she left the nail salon, where mm-hmm. did she go? There's There's nothing there's no cameras? I don't know. I'm sure there are fucking cameras. Oh, There's yeah. fucking cameras everywhere. Yeah. Hell, all the ATMs out there have fucking cameras. Yes. And then half of them are pointing toward the street. I, I don't know. Don't know. But her mom's doing the damn thing. And I commend her because she could just be at home just destroyed because her daughter is missing. Yeah. But she's out there. But she's out there doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. That's my, my milk carton chronicle for the day. Good job, <laughs> Sam. Yay! Two boobies. Yeah. I got ceiling titties. Oh, you got a big one and a... Oh, a lopsided like mine. Exactly! (laughs) (laughs) One's bigger than the other. (laughs) Yep. I think that every time I look at them, I'm like, "Mm, ceiling titties. (laughs) A woman must have designed that part because uh, anatomical correctness. That's right. (laughs) One bigger than the other. Anywho... So we were contacted last month or month before. Last month. Last month, yeah. And we were asked to look into a case that needed more attention. Definitely needs more attention. Definitely needed more attention. And so we were talking about it, and she started off the conversation with, this was a very personal case. In fact, it was her aunt. And she brought up that it wasn't only one death. But actually three. And I'll get to that later. But the main focus on this is a woman named Catherine Diane Mowry. And she goes by Katrina. Which happens to be her niece's name. So when I say our Katrina, I'm talking about the woman who contacted us to discuss this case. (laughs) I will make that distinction several times during this. So anyway, when she said that there was three deaths total in... In this, I was like, I was very intrigued, as as anyone would be. Yes. <laughs> we spoke a little bit more. She sent me a ton of information, and honestly, if she didn't send me the information she did, we would not have any information. Right. Yeah, there, there's barely anything. There was a total of two articles written about her. Yeah. And neither one of them are accurate. And didn't they spell her name wrong too? Probably. I didn't I didn't notice that, but probably. Or maybe that was the other aunt. But they, they spelt one of their names wrong. The last name. They mixed the E and the R. Yeah. Because I, I looked forever, forever, and I could not find it. And then finally, 
I read what Katrina sent us, and she was like, yeah, they mixed the two letters up. And then when I did that, I finally found, like, one thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of information. So, I think I'm probably going to name this episode Justice for Katrina, because I'm pretty sure I was using that as a hashtag when I was sharing the change.org um, website. Yeah. Because there is a petition to reopen the case and investigate a little bit more and actually do their job. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one to shit on I'm not one to shit on law enforcement because I I understand that everybody's human. But you'll understand. Anyway. So, like the majority of the cases I cover, I want to make sure that we speak about the victim and get to know them a bit more than just how they died or who did it. And we don't know who did it. I mean, we kind of know what we don't know. Uh, <laughs> that is that is very important, but I want to know the person more. And when we can find that information, we fucking tell it all. As much as we can. So I wanted to know, was she a social butterfly? Was she an introvert? Did she... I don't know. What did she love to do? So the majority of the information that I got was from her niece, Katrina. She gave us a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So like I said, her aunt was born as Catherine Diane Mowry. She was born on February 5th, 1961, and she went by Katrina, and that is what we will call her. She was one of six children, and I can't imagine that. <laughs> like, I can't. Four seems like too much Some most times, most of the time. Yeah. Like 98% of the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two is good for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but her siblings' names were John, Michael, Mark, Joanne, and Deborah. I believe... This is the order of the children, except Katrina would be, like, smack dab in the middle. The oldest of the the set of girls. Okay. (laughs) So, from what I can tell from the information I've gotten from our Katrina, her aunt Katrina, was one of those people that I'd really like to know and become friends with. Because she seemed like such a badass. She lived with her family in Kansas until she turned 18. And she decided to move to Texas to join her sister, Joanne. Before she moved, though, did you know... I don't know if you saw this part that I don't know if you were going through the messages, but um, before she moved, she finished the licensing process to become a licensed real estate agent and even completed the program early. She was 18. Wow, that's awesome. It is. Um, I was like, what the fuck? I don't have my shit together. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So like I said, she she moved to Dallas to join her sister, Joanne, and she kept in constant contact with her, her younger sister, Deborah. They were very, very close. Very close. Now, Deborah is our Katrina's mother. And the three of them would visit as frequently as they could. Either Katrina would fly to Kansas to visit with Deborah, or she would have Deborah come visit with them. From what her niece says, Deborah looked up to Katrina. Like, she idolized her. And honestly... It wasn't just Katrina, our Katrina, that, that told us this. Deborah went to college and she wrote a paper that she titled Tribute to Two Sisters. And she described her relationship to Katrina as, Katrina was my idol, my friend, my hero, and I truly worshipped the ground that she walked on. She taught me so many things about life, love, and compassion with the patience and understanding of a much older, mature person. When she got excited about something, she had this unique, contagious glow, 
and with a single glance could make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And I know you can tell, because I could, and if you can't, I I probably didn't read it correctly. (laughs) She absolutely adored her sister. Yeah. And the rest of the story breaks my fucking heart. So in June of 1985, Katrina was planning a trip to visit her family in Kansas. The plan was to borrow her boyfriend's car for the trip. She had done this many times before. It wouldn't be, it wasn't unusual for her to borrow her her boyfriend's car and, and take the trip. The night before she was going to leave for Kansas, Katrina and her sister Deborah got into an argument on the phone, and Deborah hung up on her sister. This would be the last time that Deborah spoke to her sister. Oh, I bet you that ate her up. It did. There was so much torment. So when she was supposed to arrive, mm-hmm. and she didn't, Deborah just thought that she called it off because of the argument. I hate this so much. On Tuesday, June 25th, 1985, In an alley behind South Oak Cliff Apartments, the apartment manager called the police, complaining that there was a foul odor coming from a car that had been parked there since Saturday night. The car had been parked there for at least three days. And because I am a bit extra when it comes to anything that I do, (laughs) I did a little digging and I figured out that uh, the temperature at this time would be anywhere from 65 degrees to 76 degrees during that week. It wasn't tremendously hot or whatever. Right. With that being said, when the officers came to check out the complaint that was called in, and I'm not sure anybody could prepare themselves for what they saw, they figured out that the odor was coming from the trunk. And per the officer's report, which was heavily redacted, by the way, officers discovered what appeared to be the body of a white female, unknown age, large section was redacted, and body was badly decomposed. What this report failed to state is that the unknown white female was wrapped in a sheet, placed in the trunk of her boyfriend's car, and left there for three days, at least. So if you're like me, you would think this is a no-brainer. There was obvious foul play. Well, apparently there were no brains. Because their initial conclusion, and I'm getting angry. (laughs) No, yeah, it makes me angry too. Their initial conclusion was that she died of suicide. And she wrapped herself up in a sheet and stuck herself in the trunk. And closed that motherfucking trunk. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, no. So there's there's that. I don't even I don't even understand. I don't So is that actually put on her um, death certificate? That no. It was suicide? Okay. No. They they did have like two cells rubbing together. However, not a lot. After that Something changed their mind to ch- to call it an undetermined death. I'm not sure what that would be, but something. But because our Katrina did her fucking research, and a lot of it, <laughs> like I said earlier, we wouldn't have shit if it wasn't for her. She was able to find a few newspaper articles that exist about her aunt. One such article I will post with permission says... This, and and it's in quotes, and police say Wednesday that a woman found dead in the trunk of a car on Tuesday apparently died of a drug overdose. Okay. How she ended up in the trunk? Still a mystery. Further down, the very short article, the homicide sergeant states, and I quote, We speculate that she died on somebody and they just got scared and put her in the trunk. It's not going to be a murder because we don't know who put her in there. This was a fucking sergeant, by the way. This is, this is a fucking whoa, whoa, whoa. sergeant. That was a quote from a police officer? Yes. 
I thought this was a news, like... Oh, yeah, it was. It was part of the news article. I thought this was a person. And a quote from the fucking officer. Oh, my God. Maybe he... They quoted them wrong. Because that is ridiculous. I, for love of God, I hope that they did. So, this sergeant reported... What the hell? (laughs) Oh, my God. You just blew my mind on that one. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... I, the more I laugh, the angrier I am, just so you know. That's the kind of person that I am, because if I if I don't laugh, I'm going to end up crying, and because I know that I can't go to jail. Anyway, so this sergeant reported there being evidence that the woman had taken cocaine. At the time of this interview, the medical examiner's office said there would be at least two more weeks before the toxicology test could be uh, could confirm this. So how would he know? How, what outside clues did he get from her body? To know that it was a cocaine overdose. That is a good fucking question because... Don't you like foam at the mouth or something if you have an overdose? Or your nose is bleeding or something to that extent? I, I don't, don't know. know. But there there would have to be something. Like, was there a baggie of cocaine there? Because it's not in the fucking reports. Right. I'm just trying to... Because our Katrina was able to get the tiny amount that there was mm-hmm. on the actual reports that were done on this case. He just didn't want to deal with it. I'll explain that in a second, too. So here's the thing. This family was told for decades that their sister, daughter, friend had died of an overdose and was placed in the trunk of a car because someone didn't want to get pinned for her murder. For decades, this wreaked havoc on the entire family. Multiple generations. Well, yeah, I'm sure Deborah thought that she overdosed because they had a fight. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. So it wasn't until our Katrina recently obtained the actual toxicology and autopsy report. Any guesses on what it said? That there was no drugs in her system. The only thing she had in her system was alcohol, and even that was under the legal limit. There were no traces of cocaine or any other substances in her system. Oh, I guess that police officer was wrong. So how the fuck did they not go back and be like, okay, so I was wrong. Cool, cool, cool. Let's report that to the media or... Tell the parent, tell the parents of of this young girl that had died in some mysterious manner. No, they didn't want to fucking do that. The investigation is fundamentally flawed. Was something going on then, or something? Well, because I am the way that I am. Uh, now you looked it up. That's I did. I, I did a little bit of research on the area that she was found because she was not found in the area that she lived. Right. She lived in a nicer part of town. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I found out that the Oak Cliff area that she was found in, again, not where she was living. I'm not sure about now, but at the time, it was a shit show. It was one of the oldest districts in Dallas County. In 1921, I'm going back. (laughs) (laughs) The KKK opened a chapter there. What? Which in the beginning had somewhere around the number of 800 members. Holy shit. They marched through that motherfucker multiple times. Oh my god. Yeah. So when the Great Depression hit, the black community was first to get hit. And so low-income housing was a necessity. Yeah. So where would that low-income housing be placed? In the Oak Cliff area. Okay. Okay. So we all know, like, it's Texas and the KKK, you know. All of all of the uh, racial tensions there. Apparently, as of 2019, not much has changed in that area. An article. Uh, I hope so. An article I read explained that this area is still very diverse regarding the color of skin, 
Really? However, there is still major divides and essentially everyone hates everyone else. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's a shit show. Yeah. Hopefully it's changed. I mean, I hope so, yeah. Um, Surely there's not any fucking KKK left there. Left anywhere. Hopefully. They're fucking everywhere. Oh my god. But that's a story for another time. So what I gather is that this was the shit part of town that when they found a dead body, they weren't very surprised and they didn't really look any further into it. Which is bullshit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter your race, your profession, age, your profession, your sex, none of that. Nothing. If you are murdered, you should, I mean. There is a justice system for a reason. Yeah. And it should not fail to this extent. No. Whether you're wealthy or poor or whatever, like you should get a fair, you know what I'm trying to say, fuck. I just left my <laughs> <laughs> They should have investigated properly. Yes. Even Even a half-assed investigation would have led them to classifying her case as a murder. A half-assed... I could have fucking done that. I am not trained as a law enforcement officer. I fucking could have done it. Anyway, so... Did, so the, aut- the autopsy came back and there... Or the toxicology report came back and she said a little bit of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So what caused her death then? It was undetermined. No blunt force trauma. Mm-mm. Because remember that it said that her body was badly decomposed. Which but they couldn't make like, fractures or anything like that? Uh, there wasn't anything noted. Because they probably didn't do a to- an autopsy. Or well, did they? They did. And I'd say that the person that did the autopsy did a little bit more than the officers. Because they were actually able to rule out any substance abuse. So... I mean, does that there's, mean like she suffocated in the vehicle? She was put in the back of the vehicle and... There's nothing. There is literally no conclusion. And it's too late to even... It is. Who would have thought that law enforcement officers wouldn't investigate motherfucking death? That is just insane to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. I yeah. really shouldn't be surprised because... There are so many cases like this. And yeah. I... Listen, I commend our Katrina for... Putting in as much effort as she is to get the case reopened because literally 37 years this tomorrow yeah, I is when it was, she will be I thought it was fa- close. when she was found. Yeah, I thought it was close. For 37 years, they thought their sister and loved one overdosed. overdosed. And Deborah tried to keep track of everything and tried to kind of keep pushing them, but they kept giving her the runaround in this, in this particular area. If there was a death, they probably wouldn't look too far into it. Because why would they? That's it was the undesirable individuals there. That's just bullshit. It's so, just making me mad. Yeah. So I'm sure that in this area, if somebody called 911, it would take them a little extra time to get there. Because why do that? So I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. But I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Because you look exceedingly angry. I am exceedingly angry. So, you want me to add fuel to that fire? No. Too bad. Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm going to fucking do it. I want to cry. I'm just thinking about this. It's just, I don't know. And again, I know that I'm, I'm giggly, but I am a giggly motherfucker, and it is how I cope. So, when our Katrina decided that she needed to find answers to help understand what happened to find closure for her family, she was met with a brick fucking wall of bureaucracy. Of course. 
She began requesting information about two and a half, three years ago. And one particularly frustrating interaction was by email. This email reads, then I quote, I have searched our database and only one murder was found on that day in Dallas. The victim was a Latin male. I have no one with the last name Maori in our system. This may have occurred in Dallas County and not in the city of Dallas. If you could find the address, that would help. It may be the Dallas Sheriff's Department or another surrounding agency. Based on my experience, sometimes family stories are passed down and they're not completely accurate. I don't even... Oh my god. I mean, technically, she is right. It's not fucking accurate because the fucking police didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Let's play devil's advocate because, you know, I love doing that. I don't know. You piss me <laughs> off. Pisses me off. Sure, some stories are passed down as time goes on. Right. And sometimes those stories get a little bit more exaggerated or some details are left out or some are added. Okay, fine. But why would they have no Maori in their system at all? Because not only Katrina was murdered in Dallas County, her sister Joanne was as well. And I'll hit that in a little bit. But they had no Maoris. Because they didn't put Katrina as a murder, right? It was un- mm-hmm. undetermined. Yeah. And that's, they eventually found it yeah. in, under that rather than through the homicide database. Right. And then I think Joanne, they spelled her last name wrong and that's why they couldn't find her. Exactly. Okay. Yep. I was like, I knew, I knew it was something like that. So again, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. I didn't want to go into too much detail without permission from Katrina because that one's a little finicky as well. Okay. So after a while, she began getting information from the police. Just trickled information, a report here and there. Not a lot. It was so fucking infuriating. The apparent negligence on this case in the investigation is absolutely unacceptable. And I don't understand. Not only were they questioning her family's ability to recall information correctly, it took entirely too long for them to comply with the request that Katrina made to get her aunt's information. As she was getting these these documents in, slowly, ever so fucking slowly, she got Katrina's death certificate. And on that, it states that the immediate cause of death is undetermined following autopsy, toxicology, and investigation. Literally, that is what it says. Based on the information I was given by our Katrina, the boyfriend at the time was cleared. Like, he legitimately thought that she had gone to Kansas. He wasn't expecting his car back anytime soon. Oh. He had no no information. So really, it wasn't the boyfriend. Right. Like we jumped to. But in most cases where there is a significant other, there's always that leap. Who is their significant other? Let's clear them first and then move on. See, that's why I'm not ever going to get married because <laughs> I don't want to die. Come on, guys. Just don't let them have a life insurance policy on you, okay? Okay. <laughs> So it was believed by her sister, Deborah, that a guy with the nickname Pee-wee had some connection to her sister's demise. Pee-wee and Katrina were friends and even roommates at some point prior to her death. And it was explained that Pee-wee had feelings toward Katrina that were not reciprocated in any way so toward he, him. So he got mad. You know, with, with a nickname like Pee-wee, I assume that he's got a tiny dick. I, <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> a wee-pee. Um, yeah. So, when speaking of, of Pee-wee, 
some major red flags were brought up. It appears that there was either no investigation into this man or he just dipped after she was found because they couldn't find him or locate him to investigate any. According to the Cold Case Chronicles, which I listened to <laughs> because I wanted as much information as I could possibly get, oh, yeah, and apparently they are some research gods over there mm -hmm. because they found some shit I didn't. So this is based purely off of their research. <laughs> they did a good job, by the way. They did a very good job. Again, that's Cold Case Chronicles. Pee-wee has a lengthy history with law enforcement. He has a record of sexually molesting children or a child, unclear, under the age of 14. Also, he has he was arrested the year after Katrina's death, murder, Katrina's murder, for murder. Yeah. For fucking murder. Yep. He shot and killed a 20-year-old man during a fucking argument. Because he got mad. Because he got mad. Mm -hmm. So he has a temper. He has a motherfucking temper, and he apparently has the ability to murder someone. And that's probably not the first one. All right. So that is what I have on Katrina's case, which is a whole lot of fucking nothing. Yeah. Did they even do a rape kit? Did they do any of that? If they did, there is no record of it. Or our Katrina hasn't gotten the records of it. It's a little iffy on what the fuck they actually did. That's just bullshit. So with that being said, go to... At change.org forward slash Maori homicide cold case to sign the petition to essentially force Dallas PD to reinvestigate this case. Now, I mentioned that there were three deaths. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Joanne Maori. Like I said earlier, Deborah and Joanne and Katrina were very close. And Deborah was the, the youngest of the three. Where's the baby? In her tribute to two sisters that she wrote while in college, Deborah describes Joanne as this. Joanne was a constant adventure with incredible instincts and intuition and was, quite frankly, one of the smartest, most determined individuals I have ever encountered. She was our leader, which was kind of nice because generally her powers of persuasion managed to extricate us from any trouble she may have enticed us into, <laughs> into getting into. Aw, that's funny. <laughs> her spirit and energy were phenomenal, and sometimes just being in her presence can make your head spin. I both adored and admired her, as she brought so much fun and mischief into our world. Sounds like a middle child. Does sound like a middle child. Bever <laughs> <laughs> um, described the three sisters' bond as stronger than any adhesive ever marketed. And if that doesn't tell you something, like, I'd, I, they were so fucking close. Yeah, that's sad. Why are you making me so sad? I'm sorry. But I will say, Joan Mowry was murdered in 1993 in Dallas County. Fortunately, there was someone arrested, charged, and imprisoned. Unfortunately, this man has since been released. Ugh. And I don't know too much about that one because, again, shoddy reporting. So, the third death that our Katrina mentioned for this case is her mother's. Deborah took her own life on November 11th, 2020. She was a badass. <laughs> like, she was. She had gone to college again and again and again. And she, she did so much shit. But I'll use Deborah's own words to help you understand. My sisters, however, in different ways, define so much of my life. 
I quite often feel like a fish out of water just floundering around this world without them. And I feel like that statement alone should help anyone understand the torment that this family has gone through. Oh yeah, for sure. I couldn't imagine. Not at all. There's no words. At this point, all we can do is act. All we can do is tell everyone that we disagree how this case was handled and demand that this case get reopened. So, like I said before, go to the change.org website, change.org forward slash Maori homicide cold case, and I will link this in the show notes below, to sign the petition and help our Katrina get the Dallas PD to reinvestigate this case. They owe the family that much. Yes. They owe the family enough to at least look into it. Yeah. In our conversations with Katrina, our Katrina, obviously, we're not a medium or anything. Uh, there is a podcast. A uh, podcast. A podcast. There is a podcast that uh, covers Katrina Mowry's case, and uh, she is a medium. And you can find that by a quick search of Katrina's name in Spotify. It is very interesting. It is interesting. So, I was talking to Katrina, our Katrina, obviously, again, uh, <laughs> and. I asked her, like, what's what's the next steps? Like, what, what happens after law enforcement acknowledges that they fucked around? Like, they didn't do their job. And she said, at this point, I want them to acknowledge the case to start with. I want them to acknowledge it. I want them to acknowledge that, they, that there is a case. That, and they messed up. And they should take responsibility for the negligence and irresponsible handling in regards to the case. Yeah. And, you know, I feel they should absolutely... Absolutely, 1,000 fucking percent apologize to Katrina's family. Make an official fucking statement and then actually investigate. Actually go find people that, that were around in that area. Go talk to people. It's been so fucking long. Also, I feel that it is important for us to say that, um, hmm. What's a nice way to say don't be a dick when somebody's asking for information? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, there's actually a TikTok that tells you <laughs> how to talk, um, you know, corporate. Then I we need to figure that out, because. but currently I'm just going to go with don't be a dick when someone is trying to find out information about their family member's case. Yeah, especially when, which I know that particular person probably didn't fuck up the case. Yeah. But when the people that you work for fucked up the case. Um, also, you probably shouldn't say, oh, well, you know, sometimes family members just get the information wrong. Again, don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. That should be your motto. Or it's not crotch. <laughs> or it's not crotch. I don't remember if it was a male or female. I know. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was a female thing to say, so. Yeah. It Are would you? be, wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just felt like it was a female. It just gave off. Are you sure? Yeah. Like. That Karen energy. Fuck off. So I've, I've tried to tame myself a little bit on this, uh, this one because, you know, we, there is somebody that is so close to it that requested that we cover it, but there is absolutely no reason for law enforcement or any agency that is supposed to carry out any type of justice to act the way they did. No. They should not have made her jump through 7,000 hoops just to get some of the reports. And don't get me wrong, I get it that information has to be redacted. 
totally understand. I worked for the children's services for a really long time. So anytime that we had court and the attorney wanted that information, we had to redact certain things like who called it in, what specifically was said, especially with that specific person, because typically they know the person. So I get the redactions. That's not my problem. The problem is one, they spoke to the media prior to getting all of the facts and two, once they got all of the facts, they didn't pursue it any further. Or didn't own up to him being wrong. Like, they yeah. were wrong. They were very wrong. They didn't want to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. They just kind of swept it under the rug and mm-hmm. kept on trucking. Because this was a shit part of town. Huh. Yeah, shit happens. Fuck off. Anyway, so that is my story on Katrina Mowry, who absolutely was murdered. And justice was not served in any form or fashion. So now that I pissed y'all off. I love your your smile at me right now. It makes me happy. You just make my day. That grimace. (laughs) I don't know if it was a smile. It was more of a grimace. Downward, downward smile. (laughs) You know that smile that you give people whenever they pass and you don't really want to talk to them in the grocery store? (laughs) (laughs) Did you like it? (laughs) That's that's the one. That's, That's the one. Um, I'm glad y'all can't see the faces that we make. I kind of wish you could. I'm not going to lie. You know, Adele, she's so funny. Did you know that? Like, she is, like, freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. She said that she got pulled over one day when she was driving in California. And she didn't know. Like, she was on the carpool lane. And she just stopped in the carpool lane because she was getting pulled over. So she just stops in the carpool lane. And he was like, what are you doing? Pull over to the side. Pull over. She's like, I don't know. I'm not from here. So anyways, they get over to the side. And um, he's like, you know, license and registration. And, of course, Adele gives it. He gives um, her Britain license and Mm -hmm. whatever. And he goes back to the car, back to his car, and then he comes back a little bit later with his wife on the phone. <laughs> and she's like, you pulled over Adele? What the fuck were you thinking? Let her go and blah, blah, blah. Just like chewing him out. And she said that she was just dying laughing because she could just hear her chewing her husband out because he pulled her over. That is hilarious. That is so funny. But I mean, if she's doing something wrong, obviously. I feel like, wait a minute. Can you um, just take a selfie with me? (laughs) I'll let you out of this traffic stop if you'll just sing to me. (laughs) Okay. I I found my little um, thing here. Okay. What mammal is known to have the most powerful bite in the world? We're on the same side. (laughs) (laughs) Of course that would happen. Of course. What's your next one? (laughs) How long is an elephant pregnant before it gives birth? Oh, I don't know that one. Um, I don't know. It's really long, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. It's my favorite number. Seven? (laughs) That's a good guess. 22 months. Damn. That's fucking long time. Do you imagine being pregnant for 22 months? No. What object does a male penguin often gift to a female penguin to win her over? A pebble. Yeah. I knew that from Happy Feet. Yeah. <laughs> what are the horns of a rhinoceros made of? Bone? 
calcium? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, hair. What? Yeah. Like, the stuff that your hair and the stuff that your nails are made of. Yeah. Oh, that's like a big old finger clip in with hair. Yeah. That made it disgusting. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Very, very much. (laughs) Um, yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, which two mammals are only mammals known to lay eggs? Which two mammals are the only mammals to lay eggs? I know this. I don't know. Say it. Say what you were thinking. Just do it. No, I don't know. You say Okay. Because I don't want to sound stupid. Listen, that... We can't do that. We can't have fun if you are afraid to sound stupid. (laughs) (laughs) With the power of dumbassery, (laughs) we create this podcast. What is it? The anteater and the duck-billed platypus. Platypus! I was going to say platypus! You should have fucking said it. I didn't know You would have been half right. I was going to say I didn't know the anteater, but I knew the platypus. Okay. What animal breathes out breathes out of its butt? <laughs> uh, I don't know, starfish. <laughs> I don't know. No. What? I'm not turtling up for the turtle club. Turtle, turtle. Fucking turtle. <laughs> breathes out of its butt. What popular sea creature has the ability to clone itself? Like a jellyfish? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at me. So a jellyfish, when cut in half, have the ability to regenerate their cells and create other jellyfish. Yeah. Isn't there like a jellyfish that's like freaking thousand years old or some shit? I have no idea. There's one that literally <laughs> it doesn't die. Makes sense. I mean, if they're able to constantly regenerate their cells. Yeah. Okay. This one's a good one. What insect was the first living creature to be sent into space? Insect? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, as an experiment to see if it would survive or if it would have contact with... Because, listen, we can't send mosquitoes into space I'm and... I'm pretty positive it was just expect an accident. It to- <laughs> I'm pretty positive Was it, it was a fly? <laughs> they were having florgies in space. Ah, Yes! So of course they were having florgies in space. <laughs> I wonder how long it lasted. Like, not the florgy. I don't care about that part. But, like, how long the lifespan of all of the flies that were created during the florgies. Oh, in space? I don't know. Yeah. It could have been generations. <gasps> it could have been since they only live, like, 20 minutes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds gross. Uh, so I'm going to ask. <laughs> A dog sweats through which part of its body? Paws. How the fuck do you know that? Because I have never looked at a dog and was like, oh, you look hot. Let me feel your paws. Like, I I don't, I don't understand. How do you know this? Because I like fun facts, Sam. Apparently so. animals. And I am completely ignorant is what I have <laughs> discovered. <laughs> That's, no, I have huskies and they say not to like, um, like you can trim a little bit back on huskies' paws, but mm-hmm. you're really not supposed to. Because it helps keep them cool and whatnot. It keeps them from their pads, like, burning and stuff. Really? Oh, you're talking about trimming, like, the under their... Like, in the middle? Under, like, you, you like can... in between the beans. In between the beans, <laughs> yeah. Like, you can trim it a little bit, but you're not supposed yeah. to trim it down too much because that helps with their pads and stuff like that. That's cool. I did not know that. I'm pretty positive. That's what the doc, the vet told me anyways. Well, I do have two huskies, it seems and I have not done that, so it's legit. <laughs> uh, both of my huskies are in my house right now, so we're gonna see how it goes. 
This is a test to see if uh, you can keep them in more often during the summer. I can keep Ghost in as much as he wants. He's fine. Like, he's cool. He's just chill. But Zoe is still a pup. Yeah. And she likes to eat everything. Yeah, that's not good. Um, so, I don't... Like, this case sucked so much. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. Even with our dementia, we can't seem to bring it up. Yeah, I know. We're not doing a great job. No, we're not. Let's see. Um... I don't know what what dumb ass thing can we talk about that would uh, bring us up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. See, in between the case and this portion of, of the episode, my computer crashed. Yeah. Thankfully, everything was still somehow saved, and I will. I don't know. I'm 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 happy about that, but that just means that I need a new computer. <laughs> So if you would like to find, <laughs> if you would like to help us get a new computer. Oh my god. I will say this computer has lasted forever because it used to be my husband's gaming computer and then he got a new one and he's at, he's had that one for a couple of years now. So this one's just been my random gaming computer. Yeah. <laughs> but now I can't even do that because it crashes randomly. So that's fine. So yeah, I don't know. So if you would like to contact us in any way, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. The Twitter. The Twitter. Or email us at m3truecrimepod at gmail.com. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> it's because you start off like, uh, I'm sorry I have an inflection in my voice. Okay. <laughs> I just want to always keep you guessing. Always. Mm-hmm. Send us shit. Send us all the things. <laughs> all, all the shit. Send us the the true crime stories that have happened in your hometown. Things that have happened in your family. Spooky shit. Yeah. I like spooky shit. Dumbassery. Because we always love some dumbassery. Oh, yeah. And we'll have one of those episodes coming up soon. Fun facts. Yeah. Love some fun facts. We do. Um, we recently had another request. We did. A crazy ass request. Ah, uh, crazy fucking, oh my god. That one's, that, I'm gonna lose sleep on that one. Yeah. So yeah, you can uh, find our link tree on any of our socials. Yep. And I will, <laughs> I need you guys to ask Paige why she says, uh, why she makes me laugh every time she says socials. Socials. Uh, anyway, I will also link, or I'll put the link tree link. In the show notes. In the show notes. Sweet. Sweet. Um. Oh, and don't forget, Patreon goes live. August the 1st, not August, the 7th. August 1st. Yay! I don't know what I'm doing August 7th, obviously something. Hey, the answer was hippopotamus. Oh, I, I know. never said the answer. Oh. <laughs> I was going to cut that one out anyway because I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, we can. <laughs> Hippopotamus. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.